Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Are you ready to start off 2024 on the right foot? Today, we cover common questions and concern you can think about that may help you have a great financial year. For example, what do you do if you had a pay increase last year? Or how do you prepare for required minimum distribution? Every situation is different, and these are general tips. But if you have questions about your specific situation, please reach out either by phone or email. My name is Garrett Smith, and we look forward to having you with us today. Here we go again. Welcome back. Good to be back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. I love New Year. New beginning for the year and reset and resettle and figure out what you're supposed to do for the year. Yeah. So my boys this year, we've done, they had a goal to spend a thousand hours outside and they just ran into their first reset of annual goals really that they recognized because they met there. So every time they went outside, we tracked how much time they spent out there and with the goal of having a thousand hours by the end of the year. And on December, let's see, 30th, we went skiing and we reached the thousand hours. <laughs> and so January 1 rolls around again and we say, you ready to start again? And they were like, no way. That was the whole year it took us to get there. They weren't having it again, huh? They, they, so we'll see what they say. But sometimes you turn that corner in the new year and you're like, man, am I just starting over again? Oh, man. No, I always like recalibrating at the beginning of a new year. It's always been a one of my favorite times of the year is just to kind of look back and then, you know, look forward. What do I want to get done this year? So to me, it's good. It's best time of year for sure. Yeah, it is. The optimism that comes with the new year is always great. I wish there was more snow that came with this new year, but the optimism will take it. Yeah, sure. we are a little thin on that. Making up for last year's <laughs> extra, I guess. We wanted to talk through issues and things to consider at the start of a year to help you have a great 2024, or if you happen to be listening to this in the future, whatever year it is then, because there's kind of considerations you can start to look forward and prepare for, so you're not caught by surprise, I guess, if you will. Well, it's a good time to do that because at least where we're at, it's winter and there's just not as much to do as there is in the summer. So it's a good time of year to hit the office and look at all things financial and just make sure you're where you need to be. Yeah. And one thing that years ago that was a good switching point for me was running into Christmas for the first time with a little bit more responsibilities than less. And it's easy to overspend in Christmas. And so you want to do your best that you're not trying to dig out of a hole in January. Instead, you're able to use your January to look forward in the future. And that's, you know, one of the considerations, okay, how much do we need to be saving each month or setting mm-hmm. aside each month? So Christmas isn't setting us behind in the future. And that's the idea with everything going forward from personal goals to cash flow to your assets and liabilities. It's just looking at each one of those to say, how can we use this to take a step forward instead of feeling like we're just always playing catch up? And so the first one I always think to look at is what are major life events that are happening this year? any births, planning on moving, marriages in the family, retirement, obviously a big one, kids going off to school or maybe coming back from school or church responsibilities or just any of those major life events that you definitely know is coming. What needs to happen because of those things? 
you get some cash set aside, do you need to be looking at pulling money out of the market? Whatever they are, let's just tie some dollars to that goal. I think it's kind of first and foremost is what's the life event and do we need to make sure we're tying dollars to those goals so that's ready to go? Yeah, like a good example of that is I remember when my first daughter got married, we kind of saved money for all this stuff just because I've been doing this for a long time. So we had saved up and ready to go and it gets close and you don't necessarily want it in the market because any time the market can have a 10, 15, 20% pullback. And Mm so once we knew what the date was, I'm looking at it going, okay, when do we put this in a cash position so it's set for and we're not scrambling to have to come up with a bunch extra. So just stuff like that. Yeah. And that's where clients loop us into on that conversation. We just start setting money aside, getting it tied to those goals. So there's no surprises when the time comes. You never want to have that conversation of, oh, can you wait? We do not want to do that. I think along those lines, other ones are just up major purchases. Sometimes there's home remodels that are coming. Maybe you got to replace a roof this summer, furnace or air conditioning. Just those that are a little bit bigger than you can handle in just your day-to-day budget. Anything coming up, cars, you know, sometimes birthdays are bigger. I know looking at our clients, it seems to be when grandkids' birthdays come around, they seem to get a little bit more. Grandparents like to take care of grandkids. So if you get more coming up, you got to be ready for those. You know, when I was looking at my 40th anniversary is coming up, and so I'm thinking, what what am I going to do here? And so I went online and said, what's the traditional 40th anniversary present it's rubies which, is it really yeah it's rubies i didn't have any idea i'm like the ruby industry is so i'm like 40th anniversary so I, i'm like i don't know anything about rubies i don't even know if pam likes rubies so last <laughs> night i went home and asked her i said hey do you like rubies <laughs> i have no idea how expensive they are or anything else so anyway i would never pick out something like that without her so we're gonna that's an expense that we're going to go to the jeweler and say, okay, what do rubies look like? Do we want to do something like that for our 40th? So it's just that kind of stuff. The idea is you know what's coming. Anniversary shouldn't be a surprise. Right. Well, sometimes it is for me, but it shouldn't be. Just get the money ready, get it tied to it. And if you want to talk about your specific situation, there's lots of cash type investments that you can tie to. So you're still getting a little bit of return, but it's not necessarily at the whims of whatever the market happens to be doing the day that you need it. The other ones kind of all along the cash flow, unless there's anything more on the personal side you can think of. Cash flow, I think the next place to go to is just what's income looking like for this mm-hmm. coming year. Did you get a pay raise at the end of the year or throughout the year? And, and how do you maximize the use of that? For example, if you got a pay bump or a bonus at the end of the year, we're always fans of half and half. Live on half and save half. Because life, there's something we always call lifestyle creep. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It can be. Lifestyle creep is a good thing because you're working hard and nice to have a little bit better as the years go on. And so it's not always a bad thing. It's just when that lifestyle creep, when your expenses outpace the rate at which your income's going up, that's when you have problems. Yeah, that's a big problem for people. And so that's why we like the half and half. So you can kind of allow lifestyle to pick up as you earn more, but also not set yourself behind because you're saving at least half of that into an appropriate place. And I think the first of the year is always a good time to look at where's the best place to save. I think you look at the first of the year and then you look again when you do your taxes and then you can really dial in on what type of investment account, 401ks, Roth IRAs, brokerage account, as the best place to save. 
Well, and for our senior clients, which we have a bunch of, it's we probably ought to look at your statement, find out what your mandatory distribution is going to be for the coming year and just say, okay, because it's going to go up this year. The account values were up. So you're probably going to have to take a little bit more. Is that going to impact your taxes? Do we need to do more charitable giving? Those kind of things. So figure out that cash flow and make sure it's taken care of for sure. I also think it's a good time to review employer benefits if you're still working. I remember when I had a was working for somebody else, they had gym memberships that I didn't know about. And so I was able mm. to get signed up for a gym membership and it was just a perk of working with them. So kind of, you know, at some point at the end of the year, start of the year reviewing what benefits are there that maybe you're not fully getting. I think one of the biggest ones is if there's a matching option, make sure you're saving appropriately to get that company match. It's always one of the first places we look for as a place to save. But yeah, reviewing employer benefits to make sure you're maximizing those or taking advantage of anything that's available to you. And also looking at along those lines of health insurance costs of, do you have a flex savings account that you needed to get through the end of the year? Maybe there's some, sometimes those accounts have buffers into the first of next year. So do those funds need to get used up? Do you need to save into a health savings account for the previous year in my IRA or something? So along those lines are other things to consider too. Also planning ahead for any gifting you want to do, I think is a good thing. Maybe you want to gift to kids or grandkids or gift for charitable intent. It's another one of those goals you want to start tying dollars to. If there's charitable intent, you're getting ready for those goals. Yeah. One of the things that I've done over the years, and I got forced into this, my dad and I started a construction company about 20 years ago or so. And at first, you have to borrow money to get something like that going. So we had loans, and, and they always required a personal financial statement. At first, it was just a pain to, to fill out because you got to go through all how much is your house worth? What do you owe on it? And, and your cars? And what's your IRA? And all these things. And so I got in the habit of doing a personal financial statement at the end of every year. And I haven't had any money borrowed for, I don't know, probably 10 years now. But I continue to do that because it's another focus point where you can look at previous years. Okay, here's where I'm at this year. And what happened? Did it increase? Did it decrease? If it decreased, why? Is it going to be okay? And so I would encourage people to just take the time. Once you do one, it's it's easier because you just you only have to think through it really carefully once. And then the next year, you just update all the numbers unless there's a new account or something like that. Maybe you bought a second home, whatever. And it's easy to amend after that. But then you can see the trajectory of your net worth over time. It's very interesting to do that. Yeah, I think that's a great exercise to do, particularly ahead of tax season. Then you know which tax statement should I be looking out for as well. You never want to miss one and have to go back and amend your taxes. It's just a pain. And so if you know what accounts you have, where places you should be getting 1099s or K1s or where they should be coming from, if you already have an eye and a review on all those accounts, then you'll be a little bit more ready for tax season. I was like to just to have a folder sitting out for when those tax documents start coming and I'd stuff them in there. It's just all in one spot. And then right before you turn them over to the CPA, you just review that everything's in there, but it's better than just have them spread all over. So a net worth statement, it's a great thing to do. And then prepare a file for all the tax documents that'll start coming here in about a few weeks. Well, the nice thing about tax documents nowadays is they're easy to get. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, they weren't online. If you lost it, you had to go call somebody, can you mail me another one? And you used to have to deal with that all the time. And 
And now it's just, for the most part, you can just go online and print another one. Just make sure you have to have them for sure. I think another thing to look at at the start of the year is just review your emergency fund. What emergencies did I have last year? Sometimes they were big emergencies, pipe breaks in the house, and you're just paying for cleaners and repairs right away. And other times it was just, oh, I didn't expect that in a budget and I had to absorb it somewhere. And uh, so just, do you need to increase or maybe you have too much in your emergency fund? Maybe you don't have enough. Just kind of thinking about the previous year and where your emergency fund is and just making sure that's dialed in. I know for a lot of clients we've been coming across recently, their emergency funds probably gotten a little too big and they're still not necessarily earning a great rate if it's just sitting in the bank. And so there's that balance between can we find a better option that's still cash-like, like a money market or a CD to get a little bit better return, but not just having it all set in a bank account because it's far more than maybe you need for expected emergencies? Yeah, you can give up a day or two of accessibility for five or 10 times the amount of interest. So That's something we're just seeing all over, that banks just aren't catching up to what interest rates are, which yeah. you can really be earning. So review those accounts and just take a really close eye. Do I have enough cash? Do I have too much? And is it doing the best? And we can have a conversation about that. And from our side of things, we're looking at people's asset allocation, the ratio between stocks and bonds. Is the bond ladder robust enough to handle the income that we're sending to clients? As far as we know, if something changes, obviously you got to get us in the loop. But those are some of the things that we're looking at at this time of year also. Right. And that's an ongoing process. It's never exact. It's you look at it the first of the year, you look at it taxes, you look at it at the end of the year just to make sure what's ready to go. Because once again, you never want to have that conversation of the market's down. Can you wait? Let's get our goals and our dollars aligned as best we can. And so that those surprises just, we know they're going to happen. Life happens. Surprises happen. Even when we get it right, it, it's going to change. <laughs> you can do everything right and there's still surprises. I think other things to consider too is, are you looking to acquire a piece of property or, or sell a business or from the assets and liability sizes, there going to be a major change in assets or debts. Do you need to take on debt because you're starting a business with your dad? Or is there something like that that's coming up? Because that drastically changes maybe the conversation you're having throughout mm -hmm. the year because that impacts savings rates and tax considerations. And so those ideas are a great time to start planning ahead of now, even if maybe it's sometime in the next one or two years, getting that on the calendar now. I think anything in the next three years, you're always trying to look at. You get more flexibility once you get out past right. three years. But in that 12, 24, 36 months, the more clarity you can build on especially major purchases or mm -hmm. major life events, the better. Yeah, that's for sure. I also think it's another good time to review if you're a co-signer on any debts, do you have any personal guarantees this time of year? And is it worth continuing to have? It's hard to go broke if you don't borrow any money. We understand debt for business purposes or for a mortgage. There are good things, assuming you do it prudently, but if you co-sign maybe on a kid's loan and it's just not worth the risk. I think looking at any time you're borrowing money, now's a good time of year to look at it. Is this something worth continuing to have through this year? Now, obviously, if it's a mortgage and you're just making payments, it's one thing. You're going to keep making those personal guarantees for, especially if it's a shared account with somebody else. Let's take a good hard look at those type of debts. And yeah, those sometimes those are taken on and then just forgotten about. And But it's something that needs to stay on the radar until it's uh, paid off. That's for sure. 
Well, and another thing you should do this time of year, if you're not going to be borrowing any money, you're not getting a new credit card, you should. One thing I've done personally, and I encourage most people to do is just to freeze your credit. You can go on with the major reporting agencies. And if you want more details, just reach out to us. We can have some information on it. You say my social security number, spouse's social security number. You say, we don't want to borrow any money against this. You can't do a, a credit check. You can't lend against it. And it can go a long way to help preventing some of the identity theft. It doesn't stop it completely, but it's just one of the many hurdles you can mm-hmm. put up to just make it harder. Identity theft protection is about being the brightest house on the neighborhood. Yeah. If your house has a little bit more lights than your neighbors, you're going to be less likely to have someone come through a window. And that's one of the same ideas is if you can just put up a hurdle by freezing your credit, it can help you out. I just recently did that. I've thought about it off and I just never got around to doing it. Garrett and I were talking about it a month or so ago, and I finally just went on it. It was really pretty easy, too. I think it took me about maybe a half hour to do all three agencies. It was not a big deal. That's so much better than what it used to be. Because when I did it, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I was sending letters. Really? making requests, doing phone oh. calls. It took probably a week to get it really? through all three of them. Oh. It was it, Oh, it, I would have never done it then. <laughs> but it was pretty easy a month ago. So that's something to do. If you're not going to borrow any money, just get it done. And, and then you if you end up it. having to, then you just... On their website, it just says unfreeze it. And then you can say unfreeze it for a couple of days, and then it just goes back on. So you don't have to think about it. So if you went and bought a car. You just ask the dealership, what agency do you check from? Because they usually don't check all three. They check one of the three. And then you just go in and unfreeze that account for a couple of days, and they check it, and off you go. And then it'll automatically refreeze. But you have to do it with each one. It's Doing it for one doesn't cover the other two. That's a great thing to do. I think some other considerations for the year going forward is maybe this a good year for a Roth conversion. Maybe you've got some losses from a business or real estate or farms or something that can offset some other gains. Or maybe just to fill up the current tax bracket that you're in. If you're right in the middle of the 10% tax bracket, taxes are never going to go lower than 10%. So maybe you take out a little extra IRA money and and just fill up that 10% tax bracket and move the money over into a Roth. And once it's in the Roth, it never gets taxed again. So it's just the idea of just maximizing your current tax bracket. That's a good Roth rollover idea. I think it's on the last couple, I think the last two to look at are your insurances and a little bit of an estate plan. Are your insurance, if you've had an extra child, maybe you need to increase some coverages in some places, maybe add an umbrella policy if you've got a swing set that you just got for Christmas, not saying anything, but you know, personal <laughs> experience there. But. So yeah, review life insurances, coverages, disability insurance, maybe have a conversation if long-term care insurance is, is worthwhile in your situation. Taking a peek at all those again and thinking through, are these some things that need to be adjusted? Are they appropriate for where we're at? And then just a quick read of your estate plan. Are the beneficiaries still where you want them to be? Need to change that? your power of attorney when you're not able to do it? Is that the same? Those are the main things and you don't have to make a deep dive into it, but just take a peek at it and make sure it's where it needs to be. And then you're good for another year on that too. I think those are some of the major ones. Anytime you're looking at planning, there's everybody's situation is different and looking ahead always, there's just a lot of considerations, but the more you do, the easier it becomes. So if you want to talk through your specific situation, we're always happy to chat. We've got a checklist. If you'd like one, we can send that over. Just reach out to us. I think that's kind of everything that I had on my list for this one. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Take care. 
Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit us at ascendinvestment.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date. See you in the next episode. Kessler, Norman, and Ride, LLC, DBA, Ascend Investment Partners is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Ascend Investment Partners unless a client service agreement is in place. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.